unprecedented moment for the church in America and the church all over the world. Uh, and we are, uh, we are looking forward to what God's going to do. Historically, whether it's a pandemic or a war or whatever, whatever shakes up the church to rethink all the way down into the foundations who we are and what we're supposed to be and do in the world, whenever that happens, God tends to do amazing things. That's just the way history has told the story of God. And we're part of that moment right now, which is beautiful. Um, so we're going to sing. I'm going to read Psalm 93. Um, this was today's reading in uh, this lectionary reading plan I'm in today, and I thought it's super appropriate. Psalm 93, the Lord reigns. <laughs> He's robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established, firm and secure. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves, mightier than the thunder of great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea. The sea was seen by ancient Israel as a source of, of uncertainty and a source of evil and unknown. And so they're saying, God is mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Your statutes, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. In a world so wired and interconnected, our anxious hearts are pummeled by an endless barrage of troubling news. We are daily aware of more grief, O oh Lord, than we can rightly consider, of more suffering and scandal than we can respond to, of more hostility, hatred, horror, and injustice then we can engage with compassion. But you, O oh Jesus, are not disquieted by such news of cruelty and terror and war. You are neither anxious nor overwhelmed. You carried the full weight of the suffering of a broken world when you hung upon the cross and you carry it still. When the cacophony of universal distress unsettles us, remind us that we are but small and finite creatures never designed to carry the vast abstractions of great burdens. For our arms are too short and our strength is too small. Justice and mercy, healing and redemption are your great labors. And yes, it is your good pleasure to accomplish such works through your people. But you have never asked any one of us to undertake more than your grace will enable us to fulfill. Guard us then from shutting down our empathy or walling off our hearts because of the glut of unactionable misery that floods our awareness. You have many children in many places around this globe. Move each of our hearts to compassionately respond to those needs that intersect our actual lives, that in all places your body might be actively addressing the pain and brokenness of this world. Each of us liberated and empowered by your spirit to fulfill the small part of your redemptive work assigned to us. Give us discernment in the face of troubling news, reports. Give us discernment to know when to pray, when to speak out, when to act, and when to simply shut off our screens and our devices and to sit quietly in your presence. Casting the burdens of this world upon the strong shoulders of the one who alone is able to bear them up. Amen.
So in this time when we're slowing down, Lord, and disrupted and tempted toward anxiety, Lord, may we remember who we are, sons and daughters of the living God who holds the universe in his hand and is infinitely wise. Remind us that we have the mind of Christ. We have hope. We're, we're the carriers of hope. We're, we have health that is eternal. May our health and our hope be catching this month, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everybody. Awesome. Feel free to make yourselves comfortable. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, here we are. This is, this is uh, like I said, unprecedented. And it's really, I want to just say, so deeply encouraging to see you and to be here with you. Um, we're going to record today. Uh, I'm going to explain why and how uh, content will go out to our church uh, over the next couple of weeks, at least. And we're going to record today and see the mics. It's kind of going to be, there's going to be a Q&A kind of town hall moment where we get to just talk and discuss uh, creative ideas or questions that you guys might have related to uh, the plan that we're going to lay out today. But I wanted to start uh, by identifying a leader in our community, uh, and uh, he's here. His wife is not. They're both leading our community as spiritual father and mother, Matthew and Elodie Ruffet. Uh, where are you, Matthew? There you are in the back. So we were going to have uh, Matthew and Elodie, but Elodie is uh, uh, not feeling too hot. She's uh, 25 weeks pregnant, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, she stayed home. Uh, but Matthew and Elodie Ruffet are a couple who clearly uh, God has called to elder uh, over Park Hill Church. And so they've been elder candidates internally for the last four to five months. And uh, April 26th was the target date to install them publicly. But we thought for such time as this, uh, in this moment, to identify Matthew and Elodie as spiritual parents over our church, and, and right now they're, they're candidates, but uh, in the coming days, uh, we're talking about ha having a video uh, released where we sit and, and actually call the church to pray and install them as elders over video, <laughs> which is going to be awesome. Uh, so yes, thank you, Matthew, for all the uh, brilliant, spirit-led uh, teaching and uh, organizational input you've had up to this point. Look forward to years and years and years together. So Matthew and Elodie are amazing. And in a few moments, Matthew and Leah are going to come up. Uh, and and as, we're, as we unpack the plan for the next couple of weeks, they'll be, able, they'll be able to field questions regarding communities and regarding just info in general. Matthew is also on the... the like strategic task force for changing all of Point Loma Nazarene University from class to online. And so we're blessed to have him uh, just kind of part of that conversation at Park Hill. And so he'll be up here and you guys will be able to come to the mic. Don't touch the mics. Just talk into the mics. Had to say that. So um, if you could turn to Genesis 41. Genesis 41. 
very simple, um, very simple word today. This is not a 40-minute talk I have mapped out in a manuscript or anything like that like normal. This is a very simple word. Uh, I read on Monday. Like I said, I'm, I'm reading through uh, the Book of Common Prayer, the lectionary is my scripture reading. And uh, on Monday, the Spirit led me to this, this verse, this passage. Um, and I was so taken back by a phrase in this passage. And it's the story of Joseph. So you guys know Coat of Many Colors, Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph. He was righteous and used by God to be this conduit for health and for provision. Really, he interpreted visions. He was filled with the Spirit, so he interpreted pagan Pharaoh's vision in a time of need, in a time of impending crisis. And so you can imagine Monday. So Sunday, we had our church gathering last weekend, uh, which was awesome. We gathered around and sang, and what a difference a week makes. And so on Monday morning, I'm reading um, Genesis 41. So let's start in verse um, 41. Genesis 41, 41. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. And people shouted before him, make way. Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I'm Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or foot in all Egypt. Okay, so Joseph is getting the royal treatment. Why? If you know the story, it's because he was so filled with the Spirit in, in such an opportune moment that he was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream and apply it to his culture in a way that brought healing and hope and stability for uh, a world that was turned upside down. And so um, Pharaoh is recognizing, in a couple verses before the verses we just read, Pharaoh's like, who in the world is like this in all of Egypt, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? So like pagan Pharaoh recognized the activity of Yahweh's own breath in this guy, Joseph. And so uh, verse 44, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I'm Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or foot. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name zaphnath paneah and gave him Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. Here it is, verse 47. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. And this is the verse that got me. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. He couldn't count it. So what does that language sound like to you? More than the sand of the sea, a number beyond count. So 
that language sparked my brain as I'm reading it Monday morning. And we had just talked on Sunday, remember, last week, about the three phases of discipleship when we're young and then middle-aged and as we grow old and mature and the way our minds uh, move toward God's will as we age and grow. And so I have that all in my mind. And then I read this, this young man, 30 years old, given a special trust to interpret pagan culture's dreams and be a source of healing when people would be uncertain. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, uh, and then it says, and the provision, the grain, all of the hope that, this, that the world wanted at the time, it, it was beyond count. It was greater than the sands of the sea. And that language triggered something in my mind. Uh, it's the exact same Hebrew phrase as the terms of God's promise to Abraham in Genesis 15, where Abraham's like, how do I know you're gonna be faithful? How do I know you're gonna work through me? I'm just a family, I'm just a household. And God's like, let me show you the stars. And he takes him outside and points to the stars and he says, so shall your children be. I will bless you so powerfully and so unbelievably that I am baking this phrase into the terms of my promise. My blessing to you through your children will be greater than the sands of the sea. You won't be able to count it. And, and so when we get to Genesis 41 and we see God being faithful in the same way in a time of uncertainty, we were supposed to come to that Hebrew phrase and it's supposed to spark your mind and uh, hyperlink you back to God's own faithfulness and his promise to be good when it doesn't make sense. Remember, Abraham, what was going on with him? He could not have a baby. <laughs> and so for God to say, you're gonna have more than the stars, more than the seashore of sand, that that's, doesn't make sense. But what loyalty to Yahweh looks like is trust when it doesn't make sense. And that's the kind of loyalty and trust that makes a watching world full of hope and come to the source of grain. So you have a whole world in Joseph's day famished, wondering what's going to happen. And Joseph saying, our storehouses are full. Our storehouses are full. God's promise is being realized through this vein, through us right now in this moment, through the spirit-led, spirit-empowered, righteous people of God. And um, yes, it took preparation. And we were just meeting uh, yesterday as, as leaders. We are so thrilled at all that God has done and all that it spells for the future in our church. Um, we believe our storehouses are so full because of all that God has prepared and all that God has led us to. The fact that we've let, leaned into communities the way we have has been God's leading. The fact that we've uh, encouraged intimacy, we've encouraged um, meeting house to house and placed that at the center of what we do has led us to this point. And, and we can say, oh my gosh, we are the Joseph community. And for a watching world that is searching now, for our coworkers that are wondering what in the world is going on and what should I be thinking, uh, our storehouses are full. Like our storehouses are full. Like we have uh, hope, true, thick hope. The grain, the bread of life that the world is hungry for is gonna be on full display in a way that we couldn't have dreamed. Uh, and we get to live it out in this way as the church of Jesus. Um, I'm excited when, I mean, it's obviously... Uh, so difficult in so many ways, but I'm excited about this, that when God, uh, when God 
purposes his will amidst uncertainty like this, the shakeup usually leads to moments of revival. It's just the way history is spelled out. And um, I believe that this is no exception. Um, so I'm excited to see how we, uh, how we move into these next three weeks. Um, that's kind of, gosh, that's kind of it as far as like the scripture prophetic moment. I wanna, know, I wanna now go through what that means for us as a community, what it's gonna look like. I'm sure you guys have questions. Uh, what does it mean to be the community whose storehouses are full? God's promise, like the sand of the sea, is being realized through us and the church is gonna be that lighthouse and beacon of hope for a watching world that's hungry for the bread of life. Um, so, as you know, if you've, how many of you have seen the announcements or read uh, Park Hill's announcement or seen the video ahead of time? You're all connected. This is a great time to make sure that you're connected to the weekly email, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, and especially parkhillsd.church. The website will be posting important video updates there. So, how our church is responding, as you know, instead of gathering on Sundays like we love to, I'm going to miss most of all singing together. Uh, I think we're all going to feel that. And uh, so uh, Sundays, we're not gathering in this building. Starting next Sunday, uh, we are encouraging church house to house. We are calling you to this. But if you sense there's someone who's autoimmune deficient or someone who is in the vulnerable categories, please don't hesitate to not meet, and instead, we would love to pay, as uh, elders uh, Matt has approved, to uh, pay for a Zoom license, so you can get a professional Zoom account and you can do digital meetings. Uh, if if you, as community leaders, sense that you know that's our only option because of space and who is in the group and all of that, we want to be 100% sensitive to that. And so, we are encouraging groups of two or more per Matthew 18 to gather in houses and to pray and to observe the precautionary measures, keep safe distances, keep washing your hands and all of that, and be the church in homes. Sundays, starting the 22nd. Some of you, I know several of you guys, are meeting today, this afternoon. Awesome. That's great. Um, So meet in homes starting March 22nd and March 29th. So today, we're giving you specific instructions for the rest of March. Um... I know LA County school districts are fully shut down till April 22nd. Um, my friend's church in San Francisco, they have a gathering ban for groups of 100 or more through May 1st. So um, we are preparing through March uh, at least. That's the language we're using right now, at least through March. Spiritually sustainable church needs an element of physical presence, which will take spirit-led creativity during this time and full sensitivity towards the vulnerable. Does that make sense? Is that clear? Uh, So here's here's what it's going to look like. I'm excited about the possibilities this opens up because we've been saying, like, communities are the heartbeat of our church. We've been saying that for two years. Now we, like, (laughs) now we get to, like, cash cash in on that fully. How many of you are going to meet on an evening on your normal night this week? Anyone? More than half, awesome, maybe all, that's great. You guys can discuss this recording in those meetings. Every weekend on Saturday, we will have the teaching come out on podcast. So next week, Scott Curran has been preparing to preach, 
So he is gonna have kind of a dialogical conversation teaching that we're gonna record in my garage that'll be released on Saturday. And Tim Mackey was supposed to come and preach, like the Bible Project guy was supposed to come. He's not even coming down here on vacation anymore. He's fully staying put in Portland. But he agreed to sit in his Bible Project studio behind a mic where he records all his videos and have a dialogue with me about what he was going to say. So it'll be great still. It'll be awesome. You get to listen to that the next weekend. And, um, and we'll just keep going that way, which is kind of, kind of beautiful. I prefer dialogical teachings. And so we're going to release a second uh, content piece of some kind. So either Wednesday night or Thursday at the latest, we'll, we'll send out either a video through the website or an audio podcast through our podcast feed. And that will be like Park Hill Church Live. Like what's going on in the church? Celebrate God building his church in, in this time. So every week we'll have that second piece. Um, I was talking with Jimena and Sandy about uh, what does it look like for worship to happen in small groups? How many of you guys have musicians in your groups? Yeah, people that know like four chords on a guitar or whatever. It's awesome. That constitutes musicianhood. Um, yeah, w- release a video just on, like Sandy had this article open this morning or last night, like six things to think about leading worship in a small group. And just talk through what that looks like for Park Hill. Uh, and remember, all of these uh, pieces of content, whether it's audio or video, respond as communities, send in emails. We want to be more available, not less, during this time. So two content pieces a week for at least these three weeks. And uh, yeah, I uh, was on the phone with a couple different epi- epidemiologists with the San Diego Department of Health and Human Services, ran this whole plan by them, and they were like, well done, guys. Um, this is great. You guys are Thank you for being a community partner is the language they're using. And I just want to say personally, you guys, we've not only said communities are central, but we've also said you're the frontline pastors. (laughs) And so we're casting in on all this right now, which is beautiful to see. So own that, like own that. The Josephs of this Egypt are you, where Pharaoh turns and says, who in the land is like this? People in whom the spirit of God dwells people who have the mind of Christ, people who are animated into non-anxious presence by the breath of God. So shepherd your people into that, which involves redeeming the time. You're gonna have a lot of time on your hands, which is awesome. I would say rather, you know, you know Netflix is great, but instead of that night of four episodes of whatever, um, practice stillness. Step into an hour of prayer. And if you need a resource on how to pray for an hour, I have a great graphic. It's like a pie chart, how to fill each five-minute block with something meaningful. It's beautiful. Um, Scripture reading and guard your mind. One of my friends wrote, trust God, trust the experts, curate your media, and love your neighbor. This is an amazing opportunity to get still and remind yourself what it looks like to be in God's presence. So there you have it. Tonight, this recording will go out. Starting next Saturday, the teachings will start flowing out. And then a and then, uh, couple more things. Kids, you guys have kids. Uh, and many, many of your communities have kids. And if you're listening to this on the podcast and you're not in a community and you have kids, 
please email info at parkhillsd.church and our leaders would love to get creative with you. If your kids are a little older, we'll send you the Park Hill Questions PDFs, which are great ways to talk about what it means to be a Christian with young people. If they're younger and they don't like talking about theology yet, then, um, then we have just limitless resources that Ariel and Aaliyah would love to start pointing you to um, online. Like online, Ariel's like, what? <laughs> Uh, great ideas. So, yes, we want to brainstorm with you. We want to, like, be more available, not less, during this time. That's a, that, if you get nothing else from this part, leaders are more available, not less, not less available. And then, uh, yeah, giving. Um, you know, we're all in this together, and there's compromises everywhere, and that's the name of the game. We're all in this together. And, but I would encourage uh, to, as an act of resistance against scarcity mindset, that you would consider where God is calling you to give in faith. And the local church is the obvious place we're calling you to give, but it's by far not the only. I talked with uh, Matt about this, and we have you know, a justice item in our budget where we send money out to you know, Afghanistan or wherever. We are willing and ready to allocate as much of that budget item as needed toward immediate local needs. Whether it's a school that can't afford within its budget, a school that can't afford its uh, uh, cafeteria food for all the kids that are home or whatever. Um, we want to uh, resource needs and be the healing presence of Jesus financially. Um, and so yeah, feel free like to give cheerfully and freely and encourage your people to do so during this time. Again, it's unprecedented, so we don't know like what happens to churches post-1918 during pandemics financially. We just don't know. We don't have any data on that. So, uh, so uh, yeah, lead the way in faith through generosity. Um, and just to remind you again, um, yeah, if anyone's even remotely sick, we want to be super good stewards and just check them at the door and invite them to to Skype in or Zoom in your community meeting or whatever. Um, let's lead the example in that way and, uh, yeah, and pray. There are cool prayer initiatives coming together. I got a text this morning from a, from a pastor who, who texted a group of 14 pastors saying, hey, let's get some big ideas together over prayer. Obviously, seven, our week of prayer and fasting, canceled. We're not gonna gather every night as multiple churches in the same place praying over each other's faces. You know, uh, so, but we... But if you go to sevenprayer.com, you can see the PDF that you can download and pray from your computer. Um, but yeah, uh, just stay in the loop. Uh, stay in the know through parklsd.church. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the housekeeping. And it all flows out of this, this Genesis 49 thing for me, or 41 thing for me right now. Like God's promises. The same language around the children of Abraham, more than the sand of the sea is the same language for Joseph. There is a storehouse of bread of life in this community. This is who we are. A watching, hungry world will be searching for the bread of life. And this is our opportunity to step into that identity as the patient, prayerful, non-anxious, yet wise and loving presence of God. Um, so, we're going to just have a conversation now, and I'll invite Matthew Ruffay and Aliyah, Pastor of Community Formation, to come up. You might not have questions. You might. Uh, feel free to come up to the mic. 
and, uh, and we'll just talk, maybe field ideas or whatever. Um, feel free to come. I just had a verse that I wanted to share. Um, it was super encouraging to me this week um, as we're just kind of making plans and everything. So many of you emailed in, um, not out of fear, but just like, what can we do? Like ready to jump into action. And it was so encouraging um, and just really confirmed what God is going to do. Um, just just uh, hearing the anxiety. I was in Costco several times this week. Don't judge me. But... Um, <laughs> just hearing everybody's anxiety and it just takes one person being like wow this is crazy like just talking and not being anxious and all of you guys were able to do that even through email this week so I just wanted to say thank you and then also read um, 2 Corinthians 7 Paul's talking to the Corinthians and he says I've spoken to you with great frankness I take great pride in you I'm greatly encouraged in all our troubles my joy knows no bounds for when we came to Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn, conflicts on the outside, fears within, but God who comforts the downcast comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort you had given him. He told us about your longing for me, your deep sorrow, your ardent concern, so my joy was greater than ever. And I think that's the ability that we have right now is just to be ardently seeking the Lord and, and praying for one another and meeting needs in the church. And that's what Paul was encouraged by and spurred on by that. And I think that's who you guys are to Park Hill right now. So I just wanted to say thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, questions? Do you have anything to say? Uh, you don't have to. No, I'm good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Park Hill Town Hall. That one's open too. Oh, great. It's, it's uh, the mic's on. There you go. Just wanted to offer help. Um, I know a lot of parents are nervous about having their kids home for a few weeks, homeschooling, and I've, I've been homeschooling for six years, so... If you need any ideas or ways to keep sane, I'm here to help. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I don't make any money off of it, so I'm not promoting, but it is called Chips and Salsa Homeschooling, and I do have a lot of tips. And we're going to be releasing a video about this specific time and how to help during this time. I also wanted to share a vision that I got um, on Wednesday during our community group time. We were... Um, <clears throat> just doing quiet, centering prayer. And I closed my eyes, and it was like a movie. Um, I don't get these very often, but it was a tree, and a, a single green leaf fell off kind of on, a, on the water, on the river, and it started going down the river, and it started raining, trickling, and then that rain got harder and harsher. And then I got distracted and opened my eyes to check the time, <laughs> and then um, I closed my eyes again, and then that trickle of water had turned into a storm and wind was gushing everywhere and then there was lightning and fire. And I was like, okay, Lord, what, what is all this? And I just felt, you know, he's in control of that. His presence was there. That was all the interpretation I had then. But the next morning I get um, in my devotional, Jeremiah 17, 
7 through 8. It says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So I just feel like, you know, we just remain in him and um, we won't be taken with the chaos. Thank you. Amazing, Jimena. Yeah, anyone else have encouragements like that or, you know, questions, response, anything? Prophetic words, scriptures. Yes. Kyle Vinson, everybody. The long walk. A slow clap. Okay, so one thing I wanted to mention is, I'll just kind of squat down over here. There you go, great. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to mention is just, we, we were kind of taught, talking about this in our community chat, and people were like, oh, this is fun. We'll like, I'll do the coffee, and I'll do the communion, and I'll do the, you know, we're just kind of joking about it. Like, oh, I'll watch the kids, and I'll do all these different things. And at first it was just kind of a joke, but... We we're kind of like, wow, this is really cool. Like, let's actually give people ownership and 100%. like you do this thing and like let's make this just our little church and 100%. find different ways we can all be the body and kind of encourage each other and be the church and be present with another with each other. So yes, that was really cool. And uh, then I also wanted to ask just a question for you guys. Like, is there any plans or how can we kind of make a network that figures out who needs stuff and like okay, there's an old people, an old couple in our church, they need someone to bring them groceries, or yep. there's a family who has, like, kids at home, and they can't, you know, they have to go to work, they need someone to watch their kids, or whatever the case may be, like, how do we connect and make a network of yep. things that we can be like, hey, this community, can you guys, like, you guys buy this family groceries, or you guys, like, take care of this thing, you know, yeah. how do we do that, so. Yeah, good. On your first thing, I love that empowerment that's taking place in your community. I love it. So good. You guys truly are becoming the frontline pastors of Park Hill Church. Truly. Um, yeah, the bread and the cup, as uh, safely as you can lead people in remembering the body of Christ broken for them and the blood of Christ poured out for them with the promise of new life. Uh, the more you can do that in communities, the better. That's so good. And on the second thing, everything we've done, all the communication we've had, has pointed to info at parkhillsd.church. And your wonderful wife uh, sees all of those emails, Ashley Vinton. She, she is obviously not, uh, her, her job title has been gathering coordinator, but we're not, so now it's shifting to just whatever else coordinator, because the gathering is on pause. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's good. Info, it's one-stop shop, guys. Info at parkhillsd.church. And all the leadership sees everything that comes through as they come through. Um, but it usually hits uh, Ashley first. And she's just an admin queen, which is fantastic. So um, very good, very good. Yeah, prayer, communion. Word table, songs, and one another. Still doing that, guys. We're still being in the church. Um, so, yeah. Any follow-up? No, that's, that's good. Cool, Kyle. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Yeah.
Yeah, feel free if you have questions to stand and line up or whatever. John and Kristen, yes. Um, my question for worship, um, I'm hoping to bring the songs that we do here into our gatherings at home. Is there like a list of songs that you guys normally do that you can post or send out or something like that so we can have songs people are familiar with at the home gatherings? 100%, yeah. Cool. I love it. Um, email, if you, want, if you guys want lists of songs and charts for songs, I can make them uh, for all of you. That's great. I love that. Perfect. Um, kind of like she was saying with homeschooling, I know a lot of parents are freaking out, and I actually am in a special situation where I'm not working, and I'm super available for childcare. And so just wanted to make that known, as well as we are actually just starting our community group. So I just wanted to put it out there that if there's overflow or you hear of people like intimidated to join home church because they think all the community groups are full, that's not true. We have our doors open and um, you can send them our way. So that's it. Hey, Robbie. Hi. Um, logistical question. On Sundays, are we, as a community, supposed to listen to the podcast together and then discuss it? Um, will there be That's good. questions or something? Excellent. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, missed that detail. Thanks. Yeah, the reason why we're releasing the teaching podcast on Saturday is so they'll be available for listening in whatever way you feel is best for your community on Sunday. So you can listen all together. Um, or you can listen Saturday night as you go to bed or in the morning before you meet. Uh, but that's when they'll be released. And we would, uh, we would encourage listen in the room all together and just kind of be still together. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what we would say, right? That's correct. I had one ask of you guys. I think um, during this time, everybody's really on the internet, reading the news and looking at Instagram for information. And we would love for Park Hill's social media, if when you guys meet or when you Skype, if you um, post it to your Instagram and tag us, we would love to kind of um, just get the message out that people are still gathering around the word in the cup and around Jesus. Because... Um, we can't really post pictures of our gatherings, but we'd love to let people know, like, life is still going. Jesus is still at the center. So tag us in your posts. That's great. Just one, one thing I was thinking about um, as we're praying into this, even at Pont Loma, with uh, going online and all the anxiety that goes with it on technology. Um, but sometimes we use our brain to do many things and figure out how things are going to happen, and we forget to simply pray. And my encouragement is, as you guys meet, make a prayer to actually pray and just be still in God's presence. I think there's a, that's when peace comes in, right? Uh, everybody's going a little bit nuts and frantic, and there's a lot of anxiety, and that makes sense in this situation. But ultimately, we're serving, um, serving God, and he's the one who can bring us peace and wisdom in this situation. So let's not forget while we put everything into place to 
as a group, when you meet on Sunday, just pray. Spend 20 minutes praying, 15 minutes praying, whatever you guys can do uh, to see God's face in the season so that he can reveal to you and to us what needs to happen for that moment. Um, I just don't want us to miss the moment we are in, and I don't want us to be like, hey, we have amazing ideas, we're smart people. We're, we're smart people, but God is here to pour into us through his spirit wisdom and things that we maybe don't know about that can really help equip the church or find needs or support people. And prayer is so powerful. So let's not forget that in the season as well as we get together um, as community groups. That's great. Anyone else? It's open. Encouragements, anything. Yes. Are we still cool with with communion, meals, and that kind of thing? I mean, is that... From a, well, I'm not a virologist, but from a scientific standpoint, I don't think there's any, any testing that's been made that says that virus would spread through food at this point. Uh, viruses do not tend to stay alive for a long time outside human people because of the temperatures and other issues. So food is not currently a concern. That could change. We have to check the CDC recommendations, as it's sent dozens, so I don't see any issues with communions. Um, I would have people wash their hands before and after to be safe, but otherwise, I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah, one, uh, a pastor friend of mine texted yesterday. He's like, hey, hey guys, this is, there's, this is a, um, it's not an enforced Sabbath. It's a mandated Lent where we will walk with Jesus into the wilderness and find his gift there. So this is a mandated mission to be grasped, a rebooting of our churches to an acts reality. Um, I love it. Yes, this time will pass. At some stage, he says, he's in, he's in Australia. He's like, yes, this time will pass. At some stage, maybe six months, maybe a year, normally, normality will eventually return. Things will become normal eventually. Uh, but let's not get to that point and miss the invitation to revival and renewal wrapped in this moment. This is the gift to be grasped. And it's directly tied to what Matthew just said uh, and Aaliyah both, that prayer is bringing it to the center. So this is the practice of Jesus that will fill our storehouses so that when the searching world comes for hope, we have as the sand of the sea. We see and know that God's promises are good and true because we've been with him. We've abided in the vine. We're emerging from the secret place with Jesus, full of confidence that we are his children and dispensing love and hope like we're made of the stuff. Um, Let's not miss the moment to really be in the secret and the stillness. Um, So, yeah, an era, he says, an era is over of hot takes and distractions, of self-focused leadership and endless navel-gazing. Let's step into the new phase with holy fire. I love that. That's what God's calling us to be. Um, So if there's nothing left to to ask, we can take it to email from here on out. I would love to sing. There is. Yes, awesome. I was going to offer to one. I am. Wow, sorry. I'm also really short. Uh, (laughs) um, Oh, thank you. 
One, I work from home, so I'm able and available for kiddos to if parents have to go back to work. Um, but also I work in tech, so if anybody is offering any tech um, options for their groups, reach out to me. I don't mind walking you through what that looks like, how to set it all up and stuff like that. Or if you guys want help um, with helping people out with that, let me know too. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, so we're going to worship. But just to sum up, uh, the nuts and bolts plan to this this conversation will be uploaded this afternoon and encourage all your communities to listen and then in the middle of the week we'll upload a video and that'll begin our new rhythm uh, for the f- the short foreseeable future uh, we and then the next week scott's conversation around first corinthians and then the next week with tim mackey and we're going to lead our churches through communion as you feel is safe, and uh, through discussions on the scripture, and most of all, through prayer together. Um, Let's just pray right now. Let's pray and thank God for this moment. Lord, we thank you with gratitude for the opportunity to re-evaluate where we're at with respect to the mission of God on our lives. Lord, we are here for you, and we are here for the vulnerable, and we are here for one another. Lord, first, we're here for you. This is all a gift you've given, and we give it back in worship. Thank you for this moment. May we make the most of it. May holy fire burn in us so the watching world will see who in the world is like this community, a community in whom is the Spirit of God. We praise you, Lord.